Today on the show, strategy plus action equals taming the chaos as a solopreneur. Great coaches and consultants like you have the ability to change people's lives and transform entire organizations. And your impact can often go far beyond the clients you work with. One of the reasons I love working with coaches and consultants is because of that ripple effect. This show is here to highlight your expertise and empower you with resources and new ideas to grow your business. Welcome to Strategy in Action. Ernesto Mendowski is on the show today, and we get into this great conversation around this idea of chaos. First, embracing it, which I, I loved that he brought up, is, is really accepting the fact that chaos is all around us, especially as entrepreneurs, and getting into that mindset that, great, I've got to deal with new things constantly coming at me, being created by me, <laughs> all of that. So what are the steps to go and tackle that? And we get into certainly Ernesto's story of, of where he's gotten to in this, in this place of helping these entrepreneurs create the systems and the processes in their business so that they can manage that chaos. It's not to avoid it. It's how do we manage it and how do we put it in the system so that we can grow our businesses and get to that next level and still be happy, healthy human beings along the way. So it's a phenomenal episode. I know you're going to love it. Let's jump in. Ernesto, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jason, for having me. Yes, we're both part of Brand Builders Group. It's how we, we met a couple of weeks ago. And uh, I'm loving the group. It's it's great to talk to a, a veteran of the group and get some, get some insights there too, that I'm on the right path. A wise old man sage. Exactly. Yeah, definitely on the right path. <laughs> That's awesome. And, you know, I really, I'm excited to have this episode because I really want us to dig in around this idea of, of chaos, really. Like this is your sweet spot. This is what you help people with and particularly solo entrepreneurs, that those kind of folks who, you know, we resonate a lot with the word chaos because it, <laughs> even, even if we're doing well, right? Like, it's still just this constant chaos. Maybe we call it managed chaos and it's a degree of how much. Sure. But I love the idea of of really digging in and, you know, try to actually manage it, right? What do we do systems wise, mentally, you know, strategies, all those things to to conquer that and kind of get through it so that we can actually build a better business, be happy, healthy human beings while we do it, yeah. all of those things. So I, I'd love to do that. Give us some, you know, geography though, where you are with this, um, how you've been helping people do that and, and, and why, why is this the kind of the, the mission like to help people with? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, for those listening, I think the first step that you have to take with chaos uh, is accepting it. It's it's really to accept chaos because uh, I, I don't know if there are other fellow thermodynamics physics nerds, but the I think it's the second or the third law of thermodynamics is that the law of entropy, and entropy is always increasing, and, that, and what that means is that energy is always increasing, and so 
there's always chaos happening. And the first immediate response that entrepreneurs have, that people have, is that they go into blame, they go into shame, they go into guilt, and that just already putting you at a disadvantage. So befriending chaos is, is the first, and accepting chaos is kind of like the first step. I love that. I love that too. And that goes, even if, I don't know, even if somebody's not defining it as chaos, right? It's still, this issue happens. I have to manage people. I am stressed. I am, you know, we can really boil that down to just, you're dealing with the chaos that's going on. And I love that idea of just, okay, <laughs> right. Okay. You're a business owner. Yeah. Good. Yeah. You, 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 I chose this. Right. I chose this. We we left our corporate chaos to create a new chaos, uh, but at least we're in we're we're the cause of it, not the effect. Right. And I love that. So I love that that as a, as a, a step one of it of acceptance. Yeah, that's definitely step one. Um, where it comes from, how how it came to be. I when I was a teenager, I wanted to go into the restaurant industry, which arguably is a pretty chaotic industry. I didn't know that at the time. I just, my family comes from around the world. And whenever we come together in Miami, we always were eating, eating, drinking, and dancing and celebrating. Good, good associations, positive associations with those experiences. One day I met a restaurateur and he said, I own six restaurants. And I said, Oh, cool. That's a thing. Like you could own a restaurant. Very cool. Uh, when I went to college, I chose to study. I got the advice to study engineering because it would be a, a good decision. Again, they didn't know, but I liked math. I like science. So then why not? So I said, let's pick systems engineering, which is the discipline of how you connect the dots in traditionally a factory. Um, but in today's day, Really, systems are everywhere, whether you are a marketing agency, a, a factory, a restaurant, a bank, a hospital, it's all system. And really identify, connecting the dots between these systems is the... It, 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 it certainly should be, right? And I think that's the... that's You brought up a great point here too, because a lot of times as solopreneurs, we think of, of those systems and system run places. We, we think of the factory, we think of the hospital who has to have a, yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe one day when I'm that big, I'll have them, but you don't get there without those, without yeah. those systems, right? Have, have you ever heard of the be, do, have formula? I have. I think so. Yeah. I've heard, I know that phrase is familiar. Remind, remind me. So there's a, a framework that they, they, teach in uh like personal development called the be do have formula and most of us we're all we say exactly what you just said like one day when i am x i'll have the systems and the irony is that it's very hard to grow to that point without systems be because you're not just going to land on a million dollars in revenue like overnight or unless, you know, you were investing in Bitcoin a couple of years ago. But uh, I really believe like if you know you want to be at a certain place, you know you want to have something you could change who you are, how your, who your company is and how you operate. 
so that you could start taking new actions and eventually have uh, those new results that you're looking for. Yeah, that's great. That's exactly right. And, that, and it's it's languaging, it's everything. Even even when we were talking before the before we hit record, like I'm even realizing my languaging and stuff. It's just like, oh, I'm not, you know, I, I know systems are important. I know this, but I'm just, you know, I don't put those in play. I haven't done it, blah, 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 blah. And it's just a languaging thing because as we're talking about it, I'm like, wait, I, I actually love the idea of systems. <laughs> like, I right. love this. Like, like I'm getting excited talking about this stuff. <laughs> Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe I do like that, you know? <laughs> but I've told myself this story for right. so long that like, yeah, that's, that's fascinating. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I think society tells the story, like loves to tell the story of the solopreneur, the tech founder that's working 90 hours a day and overworked and like society loves to tell the story, loves to make it dramatic and like, because people thrive on drama. But if we kind of take a step back and like really just very matter of fact, look at what we're trying to achieve, like, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to work 17 hours a day. You don't have to work seven days a week. You don't have to be in chaos all day. Uh, but story, you know, our stories drive us. And so yeah. we do what exactly. we do. Exactly. So, so you're, you're going th to college, you, you get the degree in this way, the right degree. <laughs> and so yeah. when you start connecting some dots for photos, just like, oh, I can apply this it, over here. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of, it was really a tough journey because I would go to my parents and say, mom, dad, I want to go into restaurants. And they'd say, you're crazy. And then I'd go to the restaurant people and say, hey, like, I want to do systems engineering. And they're like, I, I had a job as a busboy. And I would ask my general manager, like, hey, Dave, like, how do you do your inventory? Like, how do you keep track? And he just, like, looks at me. And he's like, son, table six needs dishes cleared. I'm just like, come on, dude. <laughs> and, uh, and then you'd go to the tech people and say, hey, I want to do restaurants. And they'd be like, I don't know. And so it was really complicated for me to figure out how to like bring it all together until one day I was reading a book about the Ritz Carlton. Are you familiar with, with the Ritz Carlton? Yeah. The, I just started this audio book yesterday. Okay. Okay. That's Which so one? funny. The gold um, standard. Yes. Yes. I read that book. I, okay. And it changed, changed my life. It changed my life. It, they, uh, I won't spoil it. Well, not much spoiling. Everyone knows the Ritz Carlton is known for their seven star service and they do have an oh, amazing yeah. training program. Um, what people don't realize is that whether you're the pool boy or the bartender at the restaurant or the housekeeper or the lobby attendant, everyone has access to your information. So they know your dietary restrictions they know your spouse's anniversary they know your children's allergies they know everything they really tailor that service and the only the thing that supports that is a super powerful customer relationship management tool that is accessible by any staff member around the world on any property wow. so i said this is it like i'm gonna build a crm for the restaurant industry that's and awesome uh, I went to a club in New York and I pitched the idea and I built a prototype and I asked for more money and 
the whole thing fell through, but I was disappointed. But someone said, hey, you did tech consulting. And that led me to take my first job at Deloitte after college. So that was kind of like my, yeah. fir my first start into, into tech. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I will say too, like Ritz, I, I've said it one, one time, and it's the only time in my entire life I've, I've taken the time to write to corporate about how oh. impressed I was with their service because it was, it wasn't just good service and people greeting me in the hallway and talking and stuff like that. There's some magical way uh -huh. that it's also not annoying, right? You've uh -huh. seen the the annoying version of uh -huh. just like, how are you today, sir? You know, the refilling your uh -huh. glass too much. The, you know, that over service. It was just this, it was sheer perfection. And I, uh -huh. I was, I was blown away. So I, it, th that's that's gotten me you know you know on this path you know reading the book I'm already excited like just barely barely started uh listening but I love that idea too because there is there's in that's in in seeing how your mind works with it too of like here's this amazing end result but more powerful than that is that structure behind it because that yeah. especially at that scale that doesn't happen by just talking about it or right. hey here's an idea folks like that has to get put in place with all this structure behind it and that's the that's the thing it's also doable it's just intention it's right that yeah it's supreme it's like the most intention it's it's so i mean it's so much intentional design my, my company name I guess I have my personal brand, Ernesto Mandowski, but my company name is CPD Advisors. And uh, CPD stands for cross-pollination design. Because like I, you know, we truly believe that like the business system, it's just it's a structured design problem that you know can really magnify and exponentially improve your results internally, externally globally well and the, and the beauty of yeah and the beauty of all this too is that i <laughs> it 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 is such a competitive advantage right because just like i don't know being a good human as a salesperson is a competitive advantage because not enough of folks are like they don't bring enough of the human element and stuff like that too right and this same approach for who you're helping especially you know that solopreneur like the absolute vast majority of solopreneurs don't have this again back to intention they don't have that intention to have these systems in place and replicate that process and it's such a competitive advantage when you get those things in place because they're stuck in the chaos and the story of, of everything we spoke about in the beginning and exactly. you know i don't have time and when i am here i will have this and you know it's uh it's it's a whole, it's a whole psychological shift. That, oh yeah. You know, well, and it, but it's the perfect blend too, though. I think of mindset and doing, right? Like it's this perfect blend. Cause I don't know. It, I think it helps, it helps both people. Cause uh, you know, I'm in that personal development world and thinking and I love it. Yeah. I, I love the mindset and improve uh -huh. your thinking and all that stuff, but some people don't want any of that. They're just like, give me, tell me what to do, right? Do this. And it's this perfect blend of both. Yeah, yes, you need to think about things a little bit differently, but 
it, here's where we're going to start. <laughs> like there's right. now it's doing time. We're going to put this in place and this in place, you know? And so it really helps both. Right. And uh, you know, I doing right. Like consulting, I can come in, I can consult and I can build your system. But like the moment I leave, if you don't truly like embody and understand and really integrate that new way of being, back to that formula, you're not going to have, you're not going to have the new result. And sometimes, you know, I, I just read a book called Rocket Fuel, which is written by the same author as Distraction, which is the same like inspiration kind of work that I do. And they say that there are so many visionaries, like all the solopreneurs, so we're all visionaries. Um, and we need to sometimes hire an integrator to hire the operator who's going to like really be that pillar of integrity in our business. And you know, if the visionary doesn't want to be a new way, then then they can hire an integrator who will be that be that structure, be that system. But you know, for me to come in, build a system and leave, like that's that's kind of pointless. It's really like a whole new it is a whole new way of following. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it'd be like the factory days, like you come in with this new machine, pop it down in the middle and flip it on and then leave. <laughs> you might know how to fix this damn thing or turn it on or shift it or yeah, like say, yeah, same idea. I love it. So, right. so you're at, at Deloitte um, in, in your journey then. And so is that the first sort of integration now that you start to bring these two things yeah. together? Um, No, not yet. So I'm at Deloitte. They put me in government work in project management and um it is less than stellar um big huge state government contracts but on the weekend i was i was feeding my soul by taking a culinary entrepreneurship class i was i started baking challah bread which you don't know challah bread is a like a traditional jewish like egg bread similar to brioche and it's like, it's like braided. And so I was taking this course on the weekends and writing my business plan for a digital holiday bakery. And every instructor that came, I said, Hey, like, I want to be a restaurant engineer. And they gave me the same responses as that as my old boss in college. It was like, you have to be a server. I don't know how to help you. And you know, I was disappointed. But uh, a year after that course finished, one of those instructors came back to me and said, Hey, like we need an engineer. And there was a, a new group in New York City that was opening. Uh, they were opening up a food hall, a fine dining Michelin-starred restaurant, uh, a culinary school, a commissary kitchen, a coffee facility, so, an importing vehicle, like just so many things. And I and they needed someone to like integrate all the different pieces, the accounting system, the sales system, the inventory system. And I kind of came in and started to do that for the restaurant. And my bosses, no one had advice for me. No one knew how to do what I did. And I had to just obsess over the help centers and the documentation of all this, all the, the tools we were using. After a year, I, I realized it was, it was very painful. And I, I had a vision that this, this was the future of restaurants, really like bringing in analytics. So I said, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to teach the next generation of analysts 
how to do what I was doing. And so I started writing Newbie Foodie. And uh, I would eventually leave the restaurant group. I would join a new point of sale startup that was working with different restaurants and serving the, the top restaurants in the world in, in New York City. And while I was there, I had a revelation that my book was much bigger than the food industry, that it's actually a metaphor for humans, and that we're all like bees making honey. We all, just like bees, they go from flower to flower, they're extracting nectar, they're transferring pollen, they're uh, going back to the hive and then making this honey. We are going from jobs to courses to conferences. We're extracting all this nectar and then we're transferring the pollen. We're helpful. We create this honey that we give back to the world. I was doing it in restaurants and analysis and tech. You were doing it in marketing, content, your podcast. Like we're all kind of doing it in a certain way. And I said, wow, this is like the, this is what everyone should be doing, like taking their unique intersection experiences and turning them into a product or a service and giving it back into the world. I said, wow, like this is the book I need to finish ASAP. And uh, so, so yeah, so I, I, I had a new message and I was, I was set to like bring it to the world. And then the universe kind of had a, a different plan for me. And uh, that was my old boss asked me to join him at a, another family owned restaurant group, which was uh, over uh, almost a hundred years old. He was going to totally renovate everything, fire the corporate staff and bring in new tech and modernize the menu and do all these things. And he wanted me to do it with him. And so she told me like, you could put your book on pause. Like, this is an amazing opportunity. And I said, oh, I'm not sure if I'm ready. He said, no, like, you're going to be perfect. Like, your set of experiences, your skills. And I said, well, like, I guess I might as well be a case study for my book. Yes. And, and so I joined. I joined this company. It was uh, the pinnacle of, of the steakhouse. You're in Denver? Where are you based again? Yeah, just south of there, Colorado Springs. Okay, so do you remember the Palm? Okay. The Palm. I've only well, been they, here a few years too. So. Oh, okay. They had they had a they had a location in the Paul in Denver, um, and and I joined and very quickly the whole experience went south. We were we lost a lawsuit for a hundred million dollars. My whole change management initiative had our had the owner kind of like scrambling in a million directions to help him figure out how to raise money. And that quickly turned into a bankruptcy sale, and we were acquired by the largest privately held restaurant country the day before COVID. And when my title changed to restaurant systems engineer, I ironically said, I don't want this anymore. And um, it was a weird point in my life, I guess. In some ways, was it kind of what you'd been asking for too? Like, I want to go through this and do this, right? That, like, It's exactly what I was asking for. <laughs> <laughs> go in restaurants, super chaotic industry, connect the dots and you know, an ever evolving storm of chaos. And, uh, and I did it and I did it and, and I kept doing it and, and I got the title that I wanted. And I, because I was so afraid of becoming an entrepreneur, I, I kept wrapping myself up in security. I mean, that's what I re ultimately realized. I was just really afraid of being an entrepreneur and I'd keep like 
finding these amazing opportunities that I couldn't say no to, but all those opportunities were just security blankets from, you know, taking the risk and going for it. Um, so yeah, I got exactly what I wanted in a sense. Yeah. So, so then what's that shift? Like, when do you, is it finally enough? Like I got to do this on my own at that point? Like, or yeah, yeah, or I, even I, find a new group of folks that I can help or. Yeah. I said, uh, I, so I finished, I, I then said I need to finish writing the book and I finished and I rebranded it to newbie and you see the hexagons behind me. There's lots of hexagons in, in my branding. Um, at the end of the book, I said, it's time to do the thing that I've been afraid of doing the past decade, which is become an entrepreneur. And not only that, but bring the power of cross-pollination design to the world. And I do that now through uh, the sharing of business systems, design, uh, company culture, process, things like that. Because entrepreneurs are just like bees. We're all over the place. But we're unlike bees because we don't have that discipline, that structure to like go back and then build that infrastructure. So now with this renewed mission of how can I take my uniqueness as you no know, brand builder way and offer that to people in a way that can totally transform their lives. And so that's it's kind of like the new the new vibe I'm I'm going towards. That's good. Yeah, did did what, I mean, what what also came out of that? Like, was it when all of that happened with that last group? What was that? Like, why did it result in that? Like, what was the what was going on that that wasn't happening? Wasn't putting it in place? Crazy things, whatever that um, might be. Like, what was the cause of my experience? Yeah, or even, you know, the resulting, you know, the lawsuit, it's, the this, the getting bought out. Like You know, it's it's when we join companies, we're like entering into someone else's game. We're playing someone else's game. And when you're in a publicly traded company, like, you know, there's lots of forces at play and there's lots of accountability and governance and there is a lot of intention in like doing the right thing. You know, that's like a, an assumption we have to make. When you join a private company, it's not always the same governance there. Fortunately, the company I joined, I didn't realize this before joining, but our owner, uh, I don't know if it was wrong or if it was intentional, but the, the proper royalty payments weren't made across the owners, across the owners of, of the Palm, uh, different family members and whatnot. And certain people got frustrated with that. And so there was, there was the suit that was made, but he, even before that, it was a combination of that. And then a combination of like so much resistance to keeping up with the times to innovating. You know, we were in a we were in a restaurant. We were in a corporate office of people who their tenure was more than double of my age. People were working there for fifty plus years. And they were still working like it was the nineteen seventies, nineteen eighties, and you can only go so far with that type of working. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, big times. They they don't they they probably aren't having too many uh, systems engineering conversations. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean I I love I love you know I'm so grateful for the opportunity, but a lot of the people in the organ are still on flip phones. Literally, we're still using flip phones. And then there's wow. some beauty, but there's also some frustration when you're working with across four generations of people. It's, it's kind of like that conflict that you oh, see. Yeah. yeah. So coming out of that, finally embracing, you get the book done, you're finally embracing, all right, <laughs> let me take my own medicine. Like, let's go in here. I know what I should be should be doing here. Yeah. What's 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 that first step out to sort of, you know, defining who you can help and then start helping them, you know, whether it's yeah. a solopreneur or tech company or it took it took me a while. Uh the whole first year of of being on my own, I was kind of like working with a lot of different people. And as you mentioned at the beginning, like I then joined this group called Brand Builders, which I mean, their expertise is all around helping you build a brand, uh, identify a target audience, create a message, like go after them. So really it was this year I really solidified that, okay, I'm working with solopreneur service providers and or solo tech founders that are scaling. And I think it's a combination of like, you know, you digging deep into like who you want to work with and then also like seeing who are some of the people like around you that you could start helping, like collecting that feedback, like asking, like saying, Hey Jason, I, I do this. Like, do you know anyone who might need help? And just like really listening for the response, either from the person directly or just like, who's kind of reaching out to you, like, and seeing one of the commonalities there. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, that, those, that, those levels of, of conversation, market research, um, but really that, like that really human version of market research, right? Like that human, like, let's have a conversation. Here's what I'm doing. Does that sound like, <laughs> it could be know, is this hitting pain points? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then who do I need to talk to talk next? To. You know, asking yeah. that person. Yeah. That's, that's huge. It's, um, my wife's a therapist. And so I've, I've really been, I've really been diving into the intersection of like entrepreneurship and, and kind of like the psyche. Right? Earlier we were talking about shame and guilt and all this stuff, but you know, sometimes we, we approach these conversations with like a sense of like neediness, like, please like send me a customer, uh, you know, like that. It never helps. And, and, and when the person just doesn't know, like sometimes we get really down on ourselves or we victimize or we, Think we're being stupid or whatever and it's like no like this is this is all a science experiment a science experiment like ask a question like oh can x type of person benefit from y type of service and you just like go out and collect data and, and just keep collecting data and keep pivoting your your assumptions and eventually you'll you'll find something that that aligns that validates your question and I think yeah. more people can like take that in. Yeah, and that's a, that's such an important distinction because, especially as solopreneurs, right? We we tie in what we do and who we are, right? And as right. soon as you can break that apart, and that's what it takes. It's like like 
well, no, I'm me, this person, all this stuff. Like, this is what I do. This is my business. I'm building all this kind of stuff. And, and let that line of questioning, those experiments be about the business, you know? Right. It's not like, oh, they hate me because they didn't buy my thing. <laughs> right. It's about the business. That's, right. why we, it's, that's why we open an LLC to separate <laughs> your person and your business. And it's a whole other entity. Right. That's, that's, that's great. I think we need, we need sort of a mental LLC. Like we need to figure that out. <laughs> They're like, no, it's over here, you know? Um, because then it's just, it is to your point, it's just feedback. Like, okay, they didn't buy. Okay. Let's go down. Why? You know, you, you take off like, or they didn't like my face. They didn't like my name. I didn't like, like and, no. And that, that's a big thing, right? Like when people don't buy, you know, these big corporations, close lost reasons are very key. Like if you don't get a close lost reason, your boss is on your ass. So if you're a solopreneur, like get a close lost reason. Like, cause without that feedback, you know, and then, and then half the time that close lost reason is a lie. That's where you have to kind of like really, really get clear with, with the prospect. Like, is this actually the reason? Cause when you get down to the reason, there's sales objections and all those things you can design into it. But, you know, if they don't even move forward, you you then have some insight you could you could use to move forward. Yeah, and again, it, it takes that separating out because if if you think the answer is gonna be I hate your face, like you don't wanna go in and <laughs> dig for that closed lost reason, right? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But but when it's like, okay, let me find out is it is it the process? Is it, I'm not clear on, you know, this. is it truly the price? Is it the, you know, yeah. Then it becomes, yeah. And those are the people who move fast through that uh -huh. when they can have that separation and they can boom, 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 go down uh -huh. that, go down that area. Uh, so, so what's the, we talked about, you know, the beginning of, of, of your journey and all this, what's the beginning of someone's journey who, they're on board. They know they're in the middle of chaos and they, they, they need help from you. Like what is, what is that step one that you kind of take them through? Yeah. I always, so the first step I always ask people is what are your goals? Um, it, that's probably the first question for many service providers, but you know, once you know the goal, then I basically tie the goal to one of the six P's, which is my proprietary framework that I use. It's called the six P playbook. And so most of the time people's goals lie around, there's a, there's a gap in their relationships or in execution. So the two key systems there is a CRM, like your relationships or the execution, which is your project management. So those are usually the first two, like places that we start setting people up with. Um, maybe they're overwhelmed because they're trying to enroll people across four offers, four different offers. And like, that's overwhelming. So now it's like, okay, let's just focus on one offer. Or maybe people are trying to enroll six different types of relationships. Now, like focus on one type of relationship. Or so it really comes down to either one of those two P's. And eventually once we have structure with their people or with their projects, then we start saying, okay, how can we integrate automation? How can we bring in a VA? How can we 
start to outsource or like what are the different like content creation tools to like ampl amplify the awareness for your business because imagine if, if you're overwhelmed with no systems and you're talking to five people a week now all of a sudden you're like okay turn on turn on your your leads your lead engine and now you're getting hundreds of leads like the chaos vastly multiplies so it starts with setting the foundation projects, fulfilling projects and enrolling clients in. Then we take it from there. I love that. That's strong. So somebody's somebody's listening. They're like, yes, I know I need that. I need the conversation with Ernesto. What's that? How do they reach out? How do they find you? Yeah, they could find me. Uh, they can go to pretty simple www.freesystemscall.com. It is a free call on systems will take an hour, talk about your goals, talk about your challenges, give you some quick wins. I have a bunch of video courses and free resources that if, you know, they are not ready to move forward, like I still give them uh, resources that they can use themselves. And uh, they can also message me on Instagram, Ernesto Rendowski or LinkedIn, Ernesto Rendowski. You can't miss my orange glasses. They'll be up there. And um, yeah. Awesome. You've got uh, events coming up. Uh, I am launching. I, I do monthly workshops every <laughs> month, uh, talking about Notion, talking about uh, how to start with systems. Uh, those are free. You just register uh, on my LinkedIn, on my Instagram, on the website. It's all on there. It's, in my, it's directly online in my community. You could you could access through that website, freesystemscall.com. Once you enter the email, I always follow up with steps how people can keep diving in. Ah, I love it. Ernesto, thanks so much for, for jumping in here and, and talking with us on this and sharing this idea that's, I think uh, we all are feeling, sometimes we don't, we don't have that word. We don't have that word chaos. We don't have that ability of like, oh, there's a solution to this. I thought it was just being an entrepreneur and like, there's no way out, you know? <laughs> so I appreciate the insights today. Of course, of course. Enjoyed awesome. being here. Thank you, Jason. Absolutely. And we'll see you all next time. Thanks so much for tuning in and being a part of this show. If you want help creating authority building video content or even a client generating show of your own, go to medialeadsco.com and let's connect. I'll talk to you soon on the next Strategy and Action.